Hi there, and welcome to Manningham Christian Centre's Sermon of the Week. I'm so glad you joined us. My name is Matt Wyatt, and I'm the lead pastor here. My prayer for you is that as you listen, you encounter God, and find this message practically helpful. It would mean a lot to us if you were able to rate and subscribe. This not only lets us know how we can serve you better, but also spreads the message to those who need to hear it. Hey, thanks so much again, and I look forward to catching up with you later. Bye. I like that. You know how you know when you've got a team working hard? <laughs> so why don't you just put your hands together for Shyla this morning? She is smashing it out there. All my life you've been faithful, God. All my life you've been so, 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 so good. Every breath and every moment and every opportunity, God, we come to declare the goodness of you. The goodness of God, the wonder, the glory, the power, because all our lives he's been faithful, yeah? Kelly talked about a testimony this morning. All our lives he's been so, so good. The bits where you had relationship where you didn't, so, so good. With every breath, every moment, every opportunity, we come, we declare, we say, the goodness, the goodness, the goodness of God. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for right now. We thank you for what happens next. And um, let's enjoy the ride. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. It's good to have you here this morning. Happy Father's Day. Today we celebrate the men of Manningham Christian Centre. We celebrate you. Deanna, clap, clap like you mean it. Come on. It's one of those mornings. Don't worry. We're good. We celebrate the men. But there's something else we've come to celebrate today. And it's not just my nephew Jake whose birthday it is today. So happy birthday, Jake, if you happen to stream across this in Queensland at some point. It is something else. We've come to celebrate something phenomenal. Kelly almost gave it away. We've come to celebrate something amazing. Can you say amazing? Amazing. We've come to celebrate something unforgettable. Any suggestions what that might be? Dad jokes. Dad joke is a short joke, typically a pun presented as a one-liner or a Q&A, and it's not a narrative. That's how you know it's not a dad joke if it goes too long. So let's, let's play the game. How do celebrities stay cool? Yeah, they have many fans. Woo! I did the, what did the evil chicken lay? An egg? Uh, maybe deviled eggs? Oh, why are elevator jokes so good? Come on, because they work on many levels. They do. Today might go up and down. Why did the Scarecrow win an award? He was outstanding in his field. Whew. The sandwich walked into the bar and he ordered a beer. The bartender said, sorry, we don't serve food here. And the last one, and my favourite, and everyone knows it in my family before I say it, I, I ate a dictionary yesterday. And I've had the sorest throat all week. So in the last few weeks, we've heard from Matthew, love empowers identity. 
Identity empowers authority. And authority leads to victory. Last week we heard from Tim. Why don't you read it with me this morning? Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Thank you for today. That's me. I could have stopped there, but you ready? That was Tim last week. If you haven't heard the last few messages, get on the stream, get on YouTube, have a look, watch them back. But please hold all this in your memory as I talk today. It is absolutely my honour, my privilege and my emotional experience to stand here this morning. This stage has built my life. I honour those sitting in the room I've heard speak from here. Pastor Robin I've heard speak from here. Pastor Julie, Pastor Matt, many others. So my name's Sam and here we go. Today's message is called Superheroes, Movie Stars and Dads. Superheroes. You ready, Joshua? You're with me? I need some help in a moment. The Marvel Cinematic Universe is the fictional shared universe where the stories of the Marvel comics take place. Super teams such as the Avengers, the X-Men, the Fantastic Four, the Guardians of the Galaxy and many Marvel superheroes live in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, including characters such as... Captain America, if you're watching online or you watch it later, I can hold the shield if I stand like this. You don't get it in the room, but it's really cool online. Such as Captain America, such as... Woo! Such as... Such as... Captain Marvel. So let's first, though, today, we're going to stop and we're going to talk about Peter Parker, also known as... Spider-Man. Peter gained his powers after being bitten by a radioactive spider at the age of 15. And employing his secret identity, he settled on using his newfound abilities and designing his very own web gadgets to protect the citizens of New York City. Since his childhood, the young Peter was raised by his loving Aunt May and his Uncle Ben. But his Uncle Ben, spoiler alert, sadly dies in life. His Uncle Ben raised Peter Parker. He gave Peter a place to call home and he showed him love and support throughout his childhood. Uncle Ben was actually the one who came up with the most famous of Spider-Man's philosophical phrases, which is, anyone want to have a go? With great power comes great responsibility. That's your mate Peter Parker, Spider-Man. So what if we talked about someone else? What if we talked about Tony Stark, also known as... Come on, the Iron Man. Tony Spark, Stark... Spark? No, Tony Stark was a billionaire industrialist, a founding member of the Avengers and the CEO of Stark Industries. He's a brash but brilliant inventor and Stark was, albeit self-described by himself, a genius, a billionaire, a playboy and a philanthropist. With his great wealth and his exceptional technical ability, Stark was one of the world's most powerful men. And one of the key background stories that makes Tony Stark who he is is the fact that he was orphaned. He lost his parents in what was thought to be a tragic car accident. And therefore, he's left to run his family's tech company, Stark Industries, 
And he used that technology to turn himself into the amazing Iron Man. Works better if you do the amazing Spider-Man, but we'll come back to it later. So why am I telling you all this? Who knows? Let's give it a shot. Tony Stark and Peter Parker's friendship in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is one of the most heartfelt relationships. Iron Man first met Spider-Man in Captain America Civil War and immediately became his mentor and his young hero. Spider-Man fought beside Iron Man in Infinity War before reuniting in Endgame. Simon and Garfunkel, for those of you who don't know who the Avengers are, Simon and Garfunkel <laughs> wrote this song and inside the song they said the words of the prophets are written on the subway walls. One of the reasons I talk about this this morning in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is it speaks. It speaks. The kids wonder why I can watch Avengers and a few other things and I sit there and I tear up. You know why? Because I'm a sucker for a good father film. And Tony Stark continually, through the movie after movie, replaced Uncle Ben as Spider-Man's father inside the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I remember more fondly the things that my father did so well, and I conveniently forget the imperfections, given how challenging being a father can be. I remember so well and so fondly the things my father did really well. And I conveniently forget the imperfections given how challenging being a father can be. If you've seen the movies, we remember Tony and Peter. We remember some of the good things in Infinity War where Tony saves Peter's life by deploying the iron spider suit when he's in outer space and it wraps around and grabs him. In Avengers Endgame, Tony comes out of retirement and check this out. He invents time travel to save Peter's life. How's that for a good father figure? But there are some imperfections, yes. When Tony did recruit Peter to fight on Team Iron Man and go up against Team Captain America. That was pretty bad. And especially in Homecoming, Tony upgraded Spider-Man's suit with an instant kill feature. Not so good. But what is continually reinforced movie after movie after movie is that Tony loves Peter. And that love shapes who Peter becomes. Love leads to identity. The characteristics determine who or what a person is. I'm created by God to lead and be led. Sometimes I'm more of a leader and sometimes I'm more of someone who's being led. Depending on the season, I'm both at times. And this is what I describe as being inside leadership. I believe that we're all created to continually be inside the space I call inside leadership. The space the Bible would call being disciple and being a disciple. When I lead others with love, they grow into who God created them to be. And when others lead me with love, I grow into who God created me to be. So my first question today, who are you leading in love? And who's leading you in love? And it's not one of those questions that disappears after five seconds so I can move on to my next point. It's one of those questions that just sits for a moment to go, hmm, who am I leading in love? And who are you leading in love? 
Movie stars. Matthew McConaughey is an American actor, producer. Depending on your age, he is Buster Moon, his voice in Sing 1 and 2. Who's seen Sing 1 and 2? Yeah. He's Mud from Mud. Who's seen Mud? I'm not recommending any of these movies. Don't write in through the week and say, Sam recommended I watch every Matthew Mo No. I'm Mick Haller from The Lincoln Lawyer, which has its moments, but not as oh, I'm Ben from How to, you know, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, and Matthew McConaughey all the way back to his Wooderson in Days of the Confused. Matthew McConaughey wrote these 10 goals in 1992 when he was 23. Those who can't quite read them, become a father, find and keep the woman for me, keep my relationship with God, chase my best self, be an egotistical utilitarian, take more risks, stay close to mum and family, win an Oscar, look back and enjoy the view and just keep living. He became a father in 2008. He wrote this in 1992. He married the woman in 2000. He met the woman in 2006 and married her in 2012. He, he won a Best Actor Oscar in 2014 and he just keeps living and he's ongoing. Mark Murphy's the CEO of Leadership IQ and he says writing things down happens on two levels. The first level is external storage, super easy to explain. You write it down on a piece of paper or somewhere where it's externally stored. You stick it on your fridge, your toilet, the back of your toilet door. And it doesn't take a neuroscientist, fortunately, to explain to you today that that visual cue, staring at it every day, means that you remember it. It's external storage. The other way writing things down works is what we call encoding. So encoding is the biological process where it travels through your brain, through your hippocampus, which is the, into your hippocampus, which is a place where data is analysed. And from there, decisions are made about what gets stored long-term and what gets discarded. So writing things down is part of the encoding process. In other words, if you write it down, you're more likely to remember it. For my son Jackson, this is why when he's doing homework on the iPad, I continually say, have you written down your workings? Because writing down works as external storage, but also encoding. If I, if I take a study, it said this. When people were not taking notes in class, they remembered just as many unimportant facts as they did important facts. When people were taking notes, they remembered more important facts and many fewer unimportant facts. If I can bring the challenge in the moment, for those who were not taking notes right now, <laughs> this is how it works. Writing things down doesn't just help you remember, it makes your mind more efficient. It's the second one. It helps your mind to remember the more important things and not the unimportant things. And the things like Matthew McConaughey's 10 Goals in Life, they classify as the more important things. But long before Mark Murphy, CEO of Leadership IQ, there was, there was Habakkuk. And Habakkuk says it this way. What's God going to say to my questions? I'm braced for the worst. I'll climb to the lookout tower and scan the horizon. I'll wait to see what God says, how he'll answer my complaint. And then God answered. 
Write this. Write what you see. Write it out in big block letters so that it can be read on the run. The vision message is a witness pointing to what's coming. It aches for the coming. It can hardly wait and it does not lie. If it's seen slow in coming, then wait, for it's on its way. It'll come right on time. Big block letters. Matthew McConaughey, he wrote down his 10 things. This is my journal, my life's learnings. It's not a really daily journal. It's more like a once every three months journal. But what it is is a, a tracking of almost every leadership lesson I've learned. A third of this book is the Bible with Revelation written next to it. Why? Because I write things down. Did that for dramatic effect. At risk of stating the obvious today, God writes a lot of things down, doesn't he? This is the Bible. <laughs> Second Timothy. Chapter 3, you, however, know all about my teaching, my way of life, my purpose, faith, patience, love, endurance, persecution, suffering, what kind of things happened to me in Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra, the persecutions I endured, yet the Lord rescued me from them. In fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Jesus Christ will be persecuted. While evildoers and imposters will go from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived, but as for you... Continue what you've learned and have become convinced of because you know those from whom you've learned it. Read this with me. And how from infancy you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Identity leads to authority. Authority being the power or right to give orders, to make decisions, to enforce obedience. How do I order my life? How do I make my decision? How do I determine what I should be obedient to? Where I should come under authority? It's by what is written down. Things I have in my white book, but more importantly, the things that God wrote down. People tell me stuff all the time, and even in church, and even on people, you know what? This is the measure, the yardstick, the foundation of it all. I believe in the living, spoken word of God alive and well, but I believe this is the, 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 the thing that would give all authority to our lives and would order every decision that we make. So my second question to you today is this. What have you written down? Have you written down a vision, a plan or goals to help guide your life decisions? This is the thinking music moment. Today's superheroes, movie stars and dads. It isn't surprising that around this time of year, I spend a lot more time thinking about my father. His name's Howard. <sighs> Happy Father's Day, old man. 
This is him back then with me looking the goods, and this is him more recently with the, the ginger beer overlooking Queensland. So, as I get older, I realise that much of him is embedded in me. I remember more fondly the things that he did so well and conveniently forget the moments of imperfection, given how challenging being a father can be. And I recognise the things he says that I say. There are many examples, but I'll just give you two. Aaliyah knows the first one before we start. That's because your father was smarter than mine. My dad used to say it to me often, still does, and it's his way of encouraging me when I achieve some level of greatness. And it must have worked because I say it to my children over and over. They never, will never grow tired of it. They will say it to theirs. They'll say, that's because your father was smarter than mine. It's a little tongue-in-cheek, but the statement is founded in the honour of the father and what the father passes on in the generation to equip the next generation more. John chapter 5, then Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the Father do. Whatever he does, the Son does in like manner. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all things that he himself does. And he will show you greater works than these that you may marvel. Little tie back to Marvel Cinematic Universe there, just, just putting it out there. My statement's founded in honour for my father, and this statement from Jesus is founded absolutely in honour for his father. I think it's extremely important that right now we recognise the importance of honour in our lives and in our community and in our phone calls and, and in what we say and how we communicate and what we write online on our own at night, that we exist in a place of just honour and grace. Saying number two today is follow after the peace. Dad used to say it when I needed to make a significant decision. You just follow after the peace in the decision. The peace being the Jesus in the decision. And it's guided me many, many, many times. Nicky Gimbel is the guy behind the Alpha course. He's also wrote some absolutely smashing new version Bible in a year courses that I'm on about day 249 of. And realising that discipline in January doesn't look like discipline right now because it gets harder work. But this is how he talks about peace. Peace is a word of huge significance in the Bible. The Hebrew word for peace is shalom, translated by the Greek Irene. It means far more than the absence of war or hostility. It's not just the absence of circumstances that the presence of God it's not just an absence of certain, certain circumstances, but the presence of God in his reign. Peace means wholeness, soundness, well-being, oneness with God, every kind of blessing and good. And in order to bring peace to others, we must first find and hold the peace within ourselves. Peace means wholeness with God, soundness with God, well-being with God and oneness with God. These things I've spoken to you while being present with you. This is Jesus talking, while he was on earth. But the help of the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to you remembrance all things that I've said. I invite you to read this with me this morning. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You've heard me say to you, I'm going away 
and coming back to you. If you love me, you would rejoice because I said, I'm going to my father and my father is greater than I. It's good, God. It's a good word. I had this recent realisation. Accountability is easier inside visibility. When I am more visible to someone, I am more accountable to someone. The times in my life when I've made the wisest of decisions, decisions based inside the peace of God, have been when I've had dads nearby in my life. For the first chunk of my life, I lived with my father. For the next chunk of my life, I came here and I lived with a man named William Wyatt, my father. More recently, I live inside the place of my father, Matthew, who's my friend. I live inside the place of my father, who's my brother, Leo, or Kel's dad, Ronald. But accountability is built inside visibility, I've learned. Authority leads to personal victory, to success, triumph, conquest, winning and achievements. We don't necessarily use success, talk about success in the church, and I'm not talking about a loose definition of success this morning. I'm talking about a God definition of success. Could be success based on my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. All the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. For those avid Bible readers amongst you, that comes straight after success that could look like this. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies, and you anoint my head with oil. It's success. Success based inside peace, which is the wholeness, the soundness, the well-being, the oneness with God, every kind of blessing and good. So my third question to you this morning, is the direction of your life moving towards success? Superheroes. Tony Stark loved Peter Parker. And that love shaped who Peter became. I asked, who are you leading and who's leading you in love? And the reason I asked those questions is simple, because love empowers identity. Movie stars. Matthew McConaughey wrote it down. God wrote it down. I write it down. We. Have you written down a vision, a plan, a goals? something to help guide your life's decisions when they need guidance, something you can grab and go, oh, yeah, this is, this is who I am. This is what I say. This is what I believe. Because identity leads us into authority. And dads, we follow after the Jesus to the peace inside the decision. Is the direction of your life moving towards success? Because decisions 
based in authority lead to personal victory. So what, what about if it was an ever-increasing circle? What about if we were all parts of some whole and we recognised the impact that we had on each other? You know, what if we were part of some great big circle? Bible would say we're we're many we're we're, we're each parts of a, a body or we're, we're bricks, but today I just want to say, what if we were all part of a circle? And what if my encouragement to you today was this: Why don't you be the love of Jesus, the love that empowers identity, where identity then leads you into authority? where authority then leads you into personal victory. But then personal victory grows us in love. Why? So that then we can be the love. The love that empowers identity. Where that identity leads into authority. And that authority leads into personal victory. And that personal victory goes us into love where we... Empower identity. Happy Father's Day. That's me. See ya. Thank you so much for joining in today and being part of our service. We are so happy that you could be with us. If you enjoyed today's service, would you click the share button and subscribe to MCC so that you can stay connected? We all need good news and would love to hear how God has spoken to you today. So please visit manninghamcc.org and fill out a good news story form today. If you would love to know how to grow in your relationship with God, the next steps provides the path for you. So visit manninghamcc.org to find out more. Thank you so much for watching and we will see you next time.